Welcome to our mindfulness podcast. Each week or so, we will have a different podcast, different speakers, different chants, different Dharma talks. But mindfulness practice in Buddhism helps us focus and helps us be aware. And this program will consist of many different ways of meditating. We usually begin with bowing or gasho, then we prepare to sit, and we will sit for approximately 10 minutes. And then we will either stand and walk for another five minutes to kind of get blood into our legs again and and, uh, relax our muscles. And then we'll sit for another 10 approximately. And then we will chant, which is another form of meditation. Uh, We focus on the characters and we pronounce the sounds as a group. And it's a kind of a ritual of oneness. And then after that, we'll have a short Dharma talk of about five to 10 minutes. And then we'll close with Gasho. And this also includes offering incense. We offer incense, but you could also light the incense before the service starts. And this is kind of the program uh, of how our meditation services proceed. And so we will be getting underway today uh, with our program. Thank you very much. We will now have seated meditation. Take a moment to see that your back is straight and centered with your shoulders relaxed. If you're in a chair, It's best to sit forward slightly rather than leaning on the chair back and keep your feet flat on the floor. Try keeping your eyes half open, resting the gaze gently downward without focusing on anything in particular. In the same way, be open to whatever sounds are coming into your ears, whether from inside the room or outdoors. We are not trying to isolate ourselves from the world around us, but rather feel that we're part of that world. If you like, you may count your breaths from one to ten. Inhale deeply. Let it all out. Try slowing down your rate of breathing relative to what it would be at other times. We are not trying to think about anything in particular or visualize anything. We simply watch our thoughts come and go.
Please put your hands together in Gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. You may stretch your legs and then please stand. We will now have our standing meditation session. Your upper body is in the same position as for sitting meditation. Straight head and spine, shoulders back, eyes half open, hands comfortably positioned in front. Legs should be shoulder width apart with knees slightly bent. Again, rock forward and backward and side to side to find your center. Standing meditation reminds us to take our meditation practice out into the world. Waiting in line at the store, being stuck in traffic, going through TSA security at the airport. Over time, meditation becomes a practice for the body and mind that can be recalled when needed most in situations that may be merely annoying, perhaps frustrating, or even stressful. We will begin at the sound of the bell.
Please put your hands together in gasho and bow. Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts. All right, this completes our standing meditation. Please return to your seats and we'll prepare for our second seated meditation. Again, uh, posture's the same. Uh, try to have a nice straight back, shoulders relaxed, um, eyes half open, half closed, uh, breathing down into your stomach using your diaphragm. Um, place your hands uh, in front of your lower abdomen and we will begin our second seated meditation at the sound of the bell.
please join me in God's show. Namandats, 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 namandats. We will now have sutra chanting. A sutra is a sacred scripture from Buddhism. These originated long ago in India and in China. The text that we chant is actually Chinese, a translation from Sanskrit originals. Is it necessary to understand the meaning of what we're chanting? Of course, not at the outset. We don't know anything about it when we first begin. But I believe that we should aim to understand what the sutra is teaching us. We should have a basic awareness of its content. These are the teachings of our Shin Buddhist tradition, after all. For that reason, we provide in the Shin Buddhist service book some pages of explanation and some English translations. What we experience by chanting, I would say, has three aspects. The first aspect is meditative, like sitting or standing or breathing. Chanting forces us to focus our attention on the present moment, and it helps to calm our minds. Second, there is a ritual aspect. We are reenacting something that's taken place countless times over the centuries. We are connecting with the many followers of our Buddhist tradition who have chanted these same words, and we are gaining a sense of oneness with the other people who are chanting at this time, perhaps listening to this podcast. Third, there is a learning aspect. This is to gain a little bit of knowledge of what the meaning of the characters that we chant are, and we do that separately, I would say, from actual chanting. We will now chant the Junirai. The chanting text is on page 49 in our Shin Buddhist service book. Junirai means 12 verses of reverence. Keshu tenin shoku gyo Amida sen ryozoku son Oh, God, 
Please put your hands together in Gasho and bow. Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts. This is Reverend John Turner, and today I want to talk about the three baskets. There is a website called Buddhism by Numbers. It consists of a chart that details all of the numbered lists within Buddhism. It has approximately 215 entries organized first by quantity, and then in alphabetical order. So first, all things in twos are listed in alphabetical order, then all things in threes, and so on. Following this alphabetic sorting, the two attachments is listed first, and then the two adornments of the Buddha. Of these 215, there are 48 different lists that come in threes. One of those is the three baskets. 
the Vinaya, the precepts for the monks and mendicants. Number two, sutras, the teachings of the Buddha. And three, the Abhidharma. These are commentaries on the Buddha's teachings. These are called the three baskets because Buddhist texts were literally placed into one of three different baskets. The Vinaya for how monastics are to live together, the sutras for the actual teachings of the Buddha, and lastly, the Abhidharma. Abhi means concerning, and Dharma means the teachings of the Buddha. So Abhidharma means additional explanations from other Buddhist disciples concerning the teachings. We would call these today commentaries. It is interesting to note that this love of numbers and detail does not end here. In the Vinaya, there are 227 rules for monks and 311 for nuns. The sutras contain an estimated 500,000 pages, while the Abhidharma is even more voluminous than the sutras since a text can have multiple commentaries written on it. These three baskets were filled up after the Buddha's death at 80 years old. His followers were very upset that their teacher was now gone, but the Buddha had assured them that his teachings would remain. His followers decided to meet in order to codify what the Buddha had taught over the past 45 years. This was called the First Council. Buddhism at this time was an oral tradition, and each monk had their own area of expertise or concentration. For example, Kajapa was the main disciple that recorded the Vinaya. He felt that discipline and order was the utmost importance when trying to maintain the proper monastic attitude and practice. He even became even more convinced of this when he heard young monks talking about the new freedom they expected now that the Buddha had passed. Perhaps much like schoolchildren who just found out they were going to have a substitute teacher at school that day. Kajapa was also helped by a former barber who had also become a monk. His name was Upali, and it was his job to shave the heads of all the new aspirants, so he was also very well versed in the ordination of monks and their precepts. There was some discussion over how many rules were really needed. Another monk named Ananda, who had been at the Buddha's personal attendant for 25 years, mentioned that the Buddha once discussed removing many of the overly detailed rules. Kajapa asked which rules did he mention for removal specifically. Ananda admitted that the Buddha never gave any details. So Kajapa insisted that if that is so, then all the rules would have to remain. Ananda, as attendant, always traveled with the Buddha and listened to every Dharma talk given. Thus, Ananda became the foremost discipline regarding the sutra's basket. The Buddha called Ananda the one who has heard much. No other disciple shared this distinction. All Buddhist sutras begin with the phrase, Thus I have heard. The subject of that sentence is Ananda. The sutras are a retelling of what Ananda actually heard and remembered while at the Buddha's side. The Abhidharma is credited with the teachings of the monk Sariputra. He was the Buddha's chief disciple and the one recognized as having the most wisdom. He was also an exceptional teacher and a very good friend of Ananda. Sariputra died shortly before the Buddha, but it was his commentaries that were the genesis for this last basket. It is in the Abhidharma where we really find a litany of lists, categories, and groupings. It's like a map of the Buddhist teachings. The approach seems to be that if you can analyze and make an inventory of every type of thought and emotion 
then perhaps there is nowhere for delusion or permanence to hide. At first, these three teachings were transmitted orally. Another reason for having organized lists. It made it easier for chanting and memorization. Each monk would be responsible for different sections within each basket. However, over time, they began to be written down as texts. This is when Buddhism moved from an oral tradition to a textual one. Each one of these new texts would be placed into their appropriate baskets, then literally carried on the backs of monks from India, first heading south to Sri Lanka, then east to China, and finally north to Tibet. Once transported, they were translated into many different languages. One scholar now describes Buddhism as a religion of translations, each one unique, with a flavor distinct to its new surroundings. This is also occurring in America as Buddhism continues to travel west. Americans are becoming Buddhist while Buddhism is becoming American. And these three baskets are continuing to grow with new expressions of wisdom. Thank you very much, Reverend John Turner. Namo Amidabuts. Namo Amidabuts. Namandabuts. 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 Today's program was presented and produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County Buddhist Church. This program is copyright 2021 by the Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, USA. All rights reserved.